0: and that is our mid-season finale we've got a lot to talk about but first some housekeeping the show is currently on a brief hiatus while we work to complete the final batch of episodes while your feed may be on hiatus we certainly are not and we plan to release the final episodes on a regular schedule beginning in the spring twenty one we cannot wait to he- We cannot wait for you to hear these final episodes. In the meantime, there's plenty of great new content being released by Dueling Genre Productions. The best place to get this content is in our Patreon exclusive feed, where for only five dollars a month, you can get access to our archive of shows, as well as our Patreon exclusive podcast episodes, including our new upcoming weekly shows, Dueling Genre Verses and Dueling Genre Tonight. So, needless to say, there's plenty to listen to while we wait a few weeks for the rest of the season. It's also a great time to re-listen to the entire show. But for now, we're about to go beyond Geek by Night, the long con. I'm the Irish neighbor, Matt Bennett. And I'm joined today by my great panel. Uh, as always, writer and creator, Scott Corelli. Hi, Writer and executive producer, Nick Jimenez. Hello. And director of The Long Con, as well as casting director and co-executive producer, Chelsea Kern. Hello. In this episode, The Long Con, we see Simon confront his father, David, who has just announced his new hyper-realistic video game, The Game, with a very familiar title. During the confrontation, Simon expounds upon how pressuring and absent his father was only to read his mind and find out that David is not his father at all. Elsewhere at the convention, the Swifts and the overachievers run into William and Nathan. Thanks to Lorelai reaching out to Victor, the underdogs also arrive. Nathan uses his powers, with Billy's amplification, to put a barrier around himself, and to get the convention goers to turn on everyone. Meanwhile, David reveals that he is not Simon's father. Simon is his clone. David tries to justify his decision, but Simon leaves, disgusted. After confessing to killing Henry, William instructs Nathan to use his powers to destroy underdog comics. Mindy transports everyone to the comic shop in hopes of stopping the bomb, but they're too late. As they all watch on, the bomb goes off. Underdog Comics is no more. Elsewhere, the ire watches the day's events unfold on the evening news and swears that he will get revenge on the
1: underdogs. Mm-hmm. All well, right. All right. Awesome episode. All right, well, we will see you guys in the spring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Remind, bye. I just wanted to remind you that that's what happened. <laughs> uh, so, Chelsea, I'm going to start with you because this is your second episode that you've directed um, and the second one this season. Um, this is a very big episode with a lot of revelations and a lot of characters in it. So what was the hardest scene for you to direct in this episode?
2: The hardest scene was probably the ending Um, with all the high stakes, the bomb's about to go off, I have to, uh, find takes from everybody where everybody's at, like, the same level of intensity and, like, same level as panic. Um, otherwise, it just sounds different and weird if, like, one person is way up here and another person is kind of down here, like, finding the right level and tone in the- in the scene was a little difficult but ultimately i made it work and it was it was intense but it was fun
0: yeah what was the most fun scene to direct
2: hmm i don't know if i would call them fun but i would say my two favorite scenes were the the one between david and simon where simon kind of has his uh his whole speech to his dad about about how he was growing up um and then also the scene where Lorelai finds out about William killing Henry um both of those scenes were really intense um and heartfelt and i got really emotional directing both of them um And, yeah, so they weren't fun, per se, um, but they were definitely my favorite to direct. I think that it was, they were pairings that I really wanted to see and really wanted to hear. Um, And so being able to have them in the same room together was just very exciting. And the actors playing all four of them just knocked it out of the park and made it really easy to, to get the emotional tone I was looking for in the scene.
0: Uh, What's different about directing those um, emotional scenes? Like, particularly, I'm thinking about Lorelai finally confronting William, um, which is something that we've really been leading up to for many episodes now. There was a very brief interaction in Friends and Enemies, but they haven't been in the same room since, Mm -hmm. except for in flashbacks. Right. Um, So what is it like? uh, Is your process different at all when you're directing an episode that's more... Um, dialogue heavy and character driven?
2: Yeah, absolutely because it's, I, I'm focused uh, less on like the quick witty pacing that I'm used to in most of the scenes um, it's usually much more much more fast paced, much more snappy um, but these scenes we get an opportunity to kind of slow down a little bit in a way that we're not really used to, in most of our episodes, um, it's it's just it's very different. It, uh, getting an opportunity to slow things down and really feel the emotional impact that these characters are experiencing is really powerful. And truthfully, I think out of everybody, I mean, everybody gave incredibly solid performances, but I was really blown away by Nick with William. Um, Cause it's the first time that we've ever heard William get emotional. William is always very strong and stoic and he kind of breaks a little bit at one point with this conversation with Lorelai. And that was really, really amazing to hear and thus really great to direct it made my job way, in some ways way easier and in some ways way harder because I just had so many great options to choose from. Um, but ultimately what I went with was a much more kind of breaking of William that we see momentarily. Um, but, you know, he goes right back to his normal self. But it's, it was just really interesting to me to, to hear that and to see that difference in, in William.
0: Yeah. Uh, same topic to you, Scott and Nick. Um, so there's a couple scenes in this episode that have um, a lot of heavy lifting, emotionally and, and plot-wise. You know, like that, that confrontation, the two big confrontations are part of that. Um, are those scenes easier to write because they're story beats and they've been in your head for a while? Or are they tougher because there is that heavy lifting and they they do have to, you know, th- there's these big reveal moments.
3: I think I think on from a writing standpoint, the scenes that are for me personally, the the the, the emotional scenes between Simon and David or William and Lorelai, those were just pure pleasure for me to write hmm. because it was just really cool getting to finally get into these characters emotionally. And and both parties aren't holding back in either of those scenes. So mm-hmm. it, it, those were just really fun. The scenes that were just yeah. dead challenging to write are, I think, those scenes where everyone's in the room and we have to move the ball and the ball has to get past a certain people. And you got to make sure that every character, you know, like, I, I I think those were the more difficult scenes for me to
1: write. I think Nick's right. I mean, with those big ensemble scenes, you know, you're not There's not going to be a lot of personal connection to what you're writing there because you really are just trying to sort of um, in a way solve a problem, which is that, you know, X information needs to be shared to the audience through these characters. And how are we going to do that? And who's going to say what, and how are we going to reveal that? Um, But that's, you know, there, there's not, there's not a, a lot of personal connection to that. It's more just like finding the characters' voices and wh- how certain characters would say certain things. With the emotional stuff, you know, um, I always try to come to those scenes and I always try to um, push the other writers to come to those scenes from a personal place to find that personal thing that you can write through that character, you know? Um, And so, you know, for me, I have a complicated relationship with my father. And so um, there's a lot of that in the, in that sequence um, from Mm me. Um, And then the scene where all of them, all of the underdogs are trying to figure out what to do, which is one that we haven't really brought up yet. Um, And I think, you know, it is a big ensemble scene, But to me, that was the scene that actually made me cry while I was writing it because it was me saying goodbye to the show. Um, They're all saying goodbye to the shop. But to me, the shop is the show. And so what I was writing in that sequence was myself saying goodbye to the show and how much it means to me, because I know that when I destroy this shop, there's no going back. The show is ending. Um, And uh, and so that was like. That was a big moment for me. That was the that was the scene that I you know, I'm not I'm not a I, I'm not usually the type of writer who cries at their own writing. Um but I was sort of that that scene was just dragging me to a really emotional place of like where how much the show is meant to me. Um and being able to uh write that in those characters' voices and um yeah, I don't know. It was easy. It was easier to write than a lot of the more complicated stuff because mm. it comes from that more emotional place. Um definitely emotionally hard, but uh uh absolutely easier to write and more um I wouldn't say uh pleasurable, but it's <laughs> it's um satisfying, I suppose. Mm. Um and so yeah that whole final sequence was uh of this episode was one of my favorite things I've ever written for the show um and it's because it was coming from a personal place of me saying goodbye to the show and it's not the last time that I'm going to say goodbye to the show but it was sort of the first time that I was saying goodbye to the show um there's multiple times in the in the back half of the season where um you know we're sort of saying goodbye again um And it just sort of gets more permanent each time. But uh, this was the first time that I was kind of dealing with the fact that, like, this show that's been a part of my life for so long is ending, uh, presumably forever. Um, And so it's been uh, uh, that was definitely the most rewarding part of this episode for me writing this episode.
0: Yeah. How long did you know that you were going to have to destroy Underdog comics and raise the stakes like this. Uh,
1: uh, when we were breaking this episode, hmm. um, we didn't know that that was going to be a thing we were going to do. Uh, I think we just we were like sort of talking through like how are we going to end this episode? What? How are we going to earn the idea of a mid season finale? How are we going to show people where the stakes are? Um, and. I think early on in the discussion, we kind of joked about destroying the shop. We we're like, oh, we could just blow up the shop. And then we we're like, ah, yeah, yeah, that would be that. That That's funny. And then the more we talked about it, I think we were all like, are we going to blow up the shop? Is that what we're doing? Are <laughs> we have, blowing up the shop? I have a pretty vivid memory of we've
3: fallen into this really cool system this season where Scott and Cassandra will have this the super great conversation and then Scott will sit me down and I just get to hear the, the they just get to reap the rewards and and <laughs> scott just pitched me the episode that ended with blowing up the shop and i just remember getting so like giddy just really excited and and just because like i mean i kind of i had a feeling of like i'm kind of sadistic i mean of, like, i had a feeling of how it was going <laughs> to impact the characters but mm-hmm. feeling like we have to do this this is such like a moment line in the sand line in the sand and it's yeah. going to draw such in- cool things from the characters and it's going it to just it just felt so right in the way that you know difficult decisions you know for your characters are sometimes the right thing to do you want to challenge them and this is just thrust them out of their comfort zone
1: mm-hmm.
3: and and th- i think that's what the back half of this episode is going to be
0: at, at the end of this episode uh all of our characters are kind of on one side or the other um even people that used to oppose each other have sort of fallen um, into these these battle lines is this uh something that's a result of getting like leading up to the finale and do you feel like it's kind of a, a straight shot from here to the finale or are there some uh bumps in the road or surprises between here and there um
1: i i mean both um it's definitely i mean we were talking about it i think uh, before we sort of broke for the holidays um we were talking about what these last four episodes are going to look like um the 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 final episodes um we're actually not sure if it's four anymore or not um (laughs) (laughs) but we were talking about it and we were like is everybody just going to be wearing the same clothes all the way to the end of the show and we were like, I think they might be actually, hmm. because every episode in our minds right now, every episode seems to be leading into the next directly. Um, and there's not a lot of like downtime. Nobody's going to get coffee. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. that those, those days are over. Um, the rest of the show really feels like, um, you know, we've made this comparison before, but I think that the rest of the show really feels like the serenity to the rest of the show's firefly. Um in terms of like yeah, now we've got one big last adventure that everyone's going on. And I mean, each episode has a distinct personality um and and a distinct plot, but each of those things lead directly into the next thing in such a way that it still feels like one story.
3: Yeah, you know, even starting with new normal going all the way here, these can the whole show the characters have always had a habit of compartmentalizing and using problems to avoid other problems they always had something else to run away to or from they always had a choice and, and and billy you know i think i think like any solid villain tries to do you know calls them out and challenges them on this and now we get to see who they are like there there, there is no more distractions they have to, they're finally, they have to deal with the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's really exciting to finally have the characters like firing on all cylinders.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, uh, when I came up with the title for this show, it was always a, you know, obviously it's like a, it's like a, you know, a take on like uh, a mild mannered reporter by day, hero at mm-hmm. night, you know? Um But Geek by Night as a title, those three words, haven't really made a lot of sense um, in terms of like, well, they're not just geeks at night. They're geeks during the day, and also they're barely superheroes. <laughs> um, and I think for the first time in the show's history, the back half of this series is going to sort of earn the title because now they're geeks on the down low because they can only be superheroes. There's nothing else left for them uh, but to be superheroes. And so, like, it's interesting to me that for the first time in the show's history, we've actually earned the title. Um, and the title <laughs> makes sense in a way, then, more so than it ever has before. That's awesome. Um,
0: so uh, one thing that I love to do for episodes recently is I'd like to go around the room and ask for shout outs for somebody else's contribution to the episode, especially these big ones where we kind of get a little piece of everybody Mm -hmm. um so chelsea i thought i'd start with you as the director of the episode um is there anybody on the cast or crew that you want to give a shout out to
2: yeah um a couple people can i can i cheat yeah yeah, go for
0: it (laughs) a lot of people work on the show um
2: well the the four that i mentioned earlier simon david uh william and lorelei so naomi nick uh brad and andrew just Knocked it out of the park. I, I was blown away by their performances. They made my job so much easier and so much harder. Because they gave me so much to work with. And gave me exactly what I wanted and needed. Um, and they just... They were rock stars. Absolute rock stars. I was floored by their performance. And, and for all different reasons. Like with Andrew... I, you know, like Scott, I have a complicated relationship with my dad. And so it was a very intense scene for me to direct. Um, And Andrew just, like, had so much heart. And Brad brought so much, like, charisma, but also this, like, kind of intimidating, in some ways, force. Like, you know, he, he seems like this very casual Tom Hanksy kind of guy <laughs> but has occasional moments where you see like the real David and it was really cool to to see those little moments that Brad brought out and with Naomi she had this huge revelation uh about Henry and her reaction to it is so pure and so so heartfelt and angry and just there's at one point that she like growls in one of her sentences, and it's just like it's so intense and so amazing. And and then Nick just, oh my god, Nick! I I told Nick when I was directing that he was doing an amazing job, and it was so fun to to listen to him because I just I was so blown away by the idea of Billy William. Being this person who breaks sometimes, we'd never seen that, and it was still so evil and so like uh, scary and intense. And it was just, it was so cool. And then of course Mark Allen Jr. the ire mm-hmm. that was so fun to bring him back, and he was hilarious in his in his takes and. It was just it was a lot of fun to direct the ire. So those are my shout outs.
0: Thank you, Charles. <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think for my shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out to Paul and Natalie as as Cosmo and Madison. Yeah. Um that scene with the two of them kind of like working together <laughs> and, and and solving this, like it, it felt like a very superhero moment where like the hero kind of realizes how competent they are. Um and it was just nice to have, like, that, that light light scene of, of them, you know, fighting evil, you know, and kind of doing what superheroes really do. The Cosmopolitan. Um, the Cosmopolitan is such a great name. Uh, but, yeah, it was just nice to have, have that moment in there and remind, uh, you know, kind of what's at the core of the show. Yeah. It's kind of, like, an even bigger,
3: like, superhero move than, like, anything well, most of the underdogs have had that's very true (laughs) i love the overachievers um i i want to i don't know like he i want to just say speaking of that scene i i kind of just want to pay give 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 shout out to scott of just like i mean that we 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 keep talking about how complicated it is and it is i mean like i remember it it took him like he would walk out of the of, of working on the scene just really spent because he was just giving it and just like doing the work and i think when you listen to the work in both con episodes those those big set piece moments really sing and i'm really proud of them and i i i just mm-hmm. think it's like really cool how it does kind of give you that feel of like you, you can you can picture it it paints a picture so yeah shout out to scott thank you <laughs>
1: um yeah i mean i just i want to shout out uh chelsea because um uh, this is an episode that like, if this was a normal show, like I probably should have directed it. Like it's so, (laughs) it's so heavy. It's so many reveals. It's such a big mythology show. It's so important. Um, and Chelsea had no idea going into it. What she was in for when she got the (laughs) script. Uh, and it was fun getting the text from her as she got deeper in the script. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and realizing what was going on and how big oh, yeah. of an episode this was um but i i knew that she could do it and she did like i mean she knocked it out of the park um i think it's one of the best directed episodes of the show um and it's uh i yeah i mean it's like i directed it um which is you know a, a, a high compliment um for me <laughs> because i'm such a perfectionist mm-hmm. so um yeah, I mean, you did an incredible job and uh, uh, I'm glad that I didn't direct it because it meant that you got to. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you did uh, amazing work on this um, and I'm sure it was really stressful getting it just right. Um, but you nailed it. So um, you should be proud. It was, it's, a, it's a really, really, really incredible episode, I think.
0: I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So i've got one more question, uh, but before we get there, I wanted to see if anybody else has any um, anything they'd like to add about the long con
1: an- another another
3: terrific score by
1: tofty
0: yes yeah
1: yep. i i wanna, i also I do want to give him some extra credit on this one too, because um he always turns out an, a, a really great score, but as Nick pointed out, um, this episode was really hard on me <laughs> from a sound design <laughs> standpoint. Um, it took a long time, um, longer than it should have. I was definitely ran past the due date on, uh, on, on my cut of the episode, um, because it just took so long to figure out, um, how to, uh, visualize isn't the right word, but you know what mm. I mean? Uh, visualize mm. these sounds and try and figure out how to make them all work and make the episode come together the way that I, I, I was envisioning it. Um, because writer Scott hates audio editing Scott (laughs) and vice versa. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, so I was late turning this in and Tofty had to score this from scratch in three days. Um, uh, And he will say that this is not his best work. And he's like, I don't think he's particularly Thrilled with it, um, as much as he should be because, uh, yeah, I mean, he knocked it out of the park. He mm-hmm. prioritized the the scenes that were most important in terms of like stuff that needed its own, it, it's like a new score and and uh, original music, and he used the perfect, you know, he laid in the perfect sort of um, standards into the scenes where those belonged. And he repurposed a lot of stuff that Mm -hmm. worked. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to him in terms of like working smarter, not harder, you know, and that's not to say that he didn't work hard. But the fact that he got this done in three days is a testament to how smartly he works um, and how immensely talented he is, because you're right. The score rules. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I hope that. You know, as time goes, he'll he'll be a lot more proud of it than um, maybe he was when he did it.
0: Uh, a thing I really liked about Tofty's soundtrack in this episode was that there were a lot of uh, musical callbacks to the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. We heard a lot of themes that we heard in the reboot episodes at the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool that, like, the writing is connecting to the beginning and we're starting to get, like, this full picture um, but that, the that musical language and those themes that we've come to hear many times, um, like used really effectively, especially during the, the convention presentation that David gave. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a cool feeling to kind of, like, feel like it's a callback, and, you know, it's uh, building on that as well. Um, so yeah, soundtrack for this episode was very awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so, uh, before we wrap up here, uh, this is the first Geek by Night installment of 2021. So what I'd like to do is ask everybody here, what is one thing you are looking forward to in 2021? Regardless of what it is.
2: Yeah, do you mean like in general? or um, for-
0: <laughs> Like for me, I think the... The thing I'm really excited for, um, besides like hopefully things opening up and like people getting vaccinated and things like that, um <laughs> is uh Kong versus Godzilla is something <laughs> that I've been waiting for
1: <laughs> for so long
0: now. Uh, I'd say that's that's a that's a solid number two um, on my list for twenty-one. Uh just because as a as a diehard Godzilla fanatic, uh it feels like this movie's been a decade in the making um and now that h b o max has bought the rights to it, I can watch it at home safely and uh that's it's nice to have like movies to look forward to again. I feel like everything else was just kind of pushed out indefinitely, but after Wonder Woman came out, it makes me realize that we might start seeing some of these uh exciting pieces of art come back out, yeah. <laughs>
2: Don't look at me. Come back to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, you know, in the most positive way possible, I'm I'm really looking forward to ending the show in, mm-hmm. in, in, mm. in, in the way that, like, I think that as a result of this hiatus, like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I miss it. and I'm so looking forward to, like, seeing the great work that everyone's going to do and, like, us coming together and just really ending this on a high note and ending this thing that I think we've all become really proud of and so attached to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to find out what the ending is because you know, <laughs> I you know you you uh, we've had an idea of what the ending is for a long time, and I and I'm sure that a lot of those goalposts will will remain the same. But you know, as you're going through, you know, there's episodes this season that I didn't expect to be here. You know, um, and it's uh, uh, so it's just something that I'm really excited for as we are breaking it cuz as of recording this we're like going back into the writers room tomorrow um mm-hmm. to get going on on the the last batch of episodes um and uh and and I should say the first one back is done we're just Sitting on it because we want to make sure that they all come out in a timely man- manner um, rather than, you know, putting one out and then coming back in a few months with another one or something like that. Um, we just mm-hmm. want to make sure that they all come out in a row like these first six did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to see how we land the plane um, and. W- yeah, just what that looks like. Um, I'm excited to get back in the writer's room tomorrow uh and and talk about um all of this and other than that you know we have a lot of stuff in the future at dueling genre that we've been mm-hmm. brewing for a while um for a few months now and uh that's all being announced later this month in January and I'm really excited about that. Um really, really excited about all of that. So yeah, I don't know. It's just every like I'm just excited I'm <laughs> like looking forward to a lot of stuff. Um, in 2021, uh, including uh, movies on HBO Max, uh- <laughs> <laughs> like Dune, <laughs> like Dune. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just really, I'm pumped. I don't know. I think we've got a real, a lot of really cool stuff coming, and I'm just excited to share it with everybody mm-hmm. and myself, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, I definitely am looking forward to uh what comes next in the show i have a lot of uh i don't i don't want to say expectations i don't have expectations but i'm just like i'm just really really excited to see what happens next (laughs) and i think that i like what i wouldn't give to sit in on the writer's room like <laughs> the way their minds work is just amazing to me, and the things they come up with is just so so cool and So I'm really excited to see how they decide to end the show and I also am looking forward to upcoming projects um and just getting to work with more voice actors, I think one of my favorite parts of my job is just meeting so many talented people from all over the world and so I'm looking forward to meeting more people and building our network. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
3: The brand is strong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the brand is strong. <sighs> okay. Uh I want to say thank you again to my guests today, Scott, Nick and Chelsea, for joining me and thank you to all of you, the fans, the underdogs for listening today. If you'd like to support the show, please join the Dueling Genre Patreon at duelinggenre.com support. You'll also get access to classic Geek By Night episodes, scripts, and other behind-the-scenes materials, as well as bonus content from some of Dueling Genre's best shows. You can also tell your friends, families, and followers to subscribe to Geek By Night on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Finally, if you like our show, please leave a positive rating for us on iTunes. And don't fear, even though we have to wait a bit for the final episodes of Geek by Night, there will be plenty more Beyond Geek by Night discussion during the hiatus, after each new episode, and even beyond the series finale. Thanks for going Beyond Geek by Night with us. Have a super day.